Well, good morning again, guys. Here we are, another Thursday. I'm sorry that we can't actually be together, but it's important that we continue to make contact as best we can. I know that these videos are not the same as us sitting together, having an, an open discussion about the scriptures that we're, what we're considering. But uh, I hope that the things that have been brought out in these studies have been a blessing to you and a help to you. You know, I really appreciate the time we spent in the book of James. It wasn't always easy to take, but the Word of God is what we need. The Word of God challenges us. The Word of God subdues us. The Word of God empowers us to be who God's called us to be. We are men of God, called by God, put in this world in the midst of darkness, in the midst of all of the wickedness that we see before us. We are here, and we're here for a reason. God has placed us here to give glory to his name, to give honor to him by the way we live. You know, James pointed out to us when we were studying the book of James how important it is to not just be hearers of the word, to be doers of the word. And so I want to follow up that concept just a little bit this morning. Our study in James has concluded, but I really felt like that maybe we ought to look at this idea of the word and how it empowers us to be who God's called us to be in this present world, a holy people set aside, set apart, set apart for him, for his glory, for his honor. So uh, let's look at some scripture found in the book of John. John chapter 17, verse 15 through verse 19. Here's what it says. I have given them your word. The world has hated them because <clears throat> they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And the world I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. See, it is the truth that sets us apart. And that's the emphasis that I want to place on this this morning. The idea of purity. Is it possible to live purely in this present world? I mean, there's so much wickedness, so many influences around that do not lead us to purity and godliness. But is it possible? I think it is possible. I think it's possible through God's help and by God's grace. See, we are in this world for a reason. God has left us in this world. He did not take us out of the world, but he left us in this world so that we could give glory to his name of how he keeps us from the influence of the evil one. See, the world hates us. John 17, uh, verse uh, 14, the first part of verse 14, said, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Jesus was not influenced by the world, and we are living in this world, but we are not to be influenced by this world. We are not of the world. He repeats that in verse 16. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I think we have to make up our mind that we are not of the world, that we are a chosen generation, a special people to God, that he has set aside for his glory and for his praise. The world needs us. You may not think so, but the scripture makes it pretty clear to me. Matthew chapter 5 
verse 13 through 16, here's what it says. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Is it then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but out on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So we are here for a reason. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. The world needs the church of Jesus Christ. The world needs you, men, as men of God, to take a stand for what is right. We are the light that should be set on a candlestick or on a hill so that all can see. So when men see our works, that they are accomplished by the grace of God, then they will see the glory of Jesus Christ in our lives. See, God wants to protect us from the evil world that we live in. He doesn't want us to become completely influenced by the wickedness that's around us. He refers to the evil one in the last part of verse 15. The evil one, who is that? Well, we know who that is. The evil one is the devil. Who is the God of this world? The devil. He is in. He is the prince and power of the air, and he is the influencer that causes our world to be so full of of evil and wickedness. And God has called us to protect us from this evil age. You see, Jesus gave himself. We've just celebrated Easter, the resurrection of our wonderful Savior. And because of his victory over death, he has given us the ability to overcome the evil one. Jesus lives in us and enables us by his spirit to overcome the impurity in this world participating in the divine nature. I think that's an interesting thought. How do we participate in the divine nature? Well, the Bible says we have everything we need to do that. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through and 4, it says, His divine power, His power, has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promise, so that through them you might participate in the divine nature. We participate in the divine nature by the promises that God has given us in his word, so that we can be more like him. And to escape the corruption, he says, in the world caused by evil desires. You know, Jesus said, I will be with you I will walk with you. I will be in you. I will be your God. He has given us what we need. He is with us. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. Praise God for that. I'm excited about the idea that God knows exactly what we need and he knows just exactly how to equip us to be, be the people that he's called us to be. I mean, there are some things that we know. We know we have the Lord. We know we have his promises. There are some specific things that we know that I want to point out. Three specific things, particularly 1 John chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but who has been born of God 
keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, that we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Well, we know that we're free from sin. And when it talks about not practicing sin, everyone sins. It isn't saying that we don't sin. It is saying that we are not under the power of sin. We do not have to practice sin because we keep ourselves. We keep ourselves in the Lord. We focus on him, on his word, and we take his word seriously enough to put it into practice in our lives. We know that we're free from sin. We know that we are children of God. We know that we are of God. The whole world lies in wickedness and under the power of the enemy. But we are children of God and we know the Lord and we also know the Son and that the Son of God has given us understanding that we may know him who is true, that we may follow him who is true. Purity in the present world is possible with God's divine help and grace. Let's talk about purity and practice. Now we say it's possible. How do we practice it? How do we practice purity in our life? How do we keep ourselves pure? Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young man cleanse his way? That's the big question. How can any man cleanse his way? And here's the answer. By taking heed according to your word. By taking heed to himself according to your word. Just like John said, we keep ourselves, keep ourselves from walking in sin. Because we are focusing on doing God's will. Is it possible to live in purity? My answer to that is yes. Not easy, but possible. There are some things that we can do. In Psalm 119, verse 10 through 16, kind of gives us some insight on what we can do. What can I do? Verse 10. I will take heed to your word with my whole heart. I have sought you. Give it all you've got. Another thing, verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Get the word of God in your heart. Let it become part of who you are. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. You know, rehearse the word of the Lord. Stay with it. Don't give up. Put your trust in the Lord and Trust his word completely. And we look at verse 14. With my lips are, I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimony as much as in all riches. So rejoice in the word. Fall in love with it and rejoice in the word of God. It brings joy. You know, I've, I've found that since we've been reading through the scriptures, that my joy has increased. I know that the Lord is good and gracious. And the word of God just gives us 
a solid foundation. Verse 15 says, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. See, repeat the word. Meditate actually means to to murmur, to repeat it over and over and over again. The more you repeat it, the more it becomes part of who you are. So meditate on the word. Delight in the word. Verse 16, I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. I will practice it. So there are the things that we can do. Give it all you've got. Get the word in your heart. Rehearse the word. Rejoice in the word of God. Repeat the word. Delight in the word. And practice the word. Those are the things that we can do to help us walk in purity in this present generation in which we live. God is here to help us. Now, I don't know about you, but I... I can't do this by myself. I need God's help. We all do. God gives us the power to practice purity. The word in our heart enlightens us. In Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. It enlightens us. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Look upon me and be merciful to me as your custom is toward those who love your name. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of man that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. What important words these are. The word in our heart brings light. The word as we admit our need to God enables us to follow God's ways. You know, Jesus prayed for us when we read Psalm, when we started our reading in John chapter 17. If you'll notice John 17, verse 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As I have sent them me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Jesus is praying for us to be victorious, to walk in God's holy ways. You know, I just, I, I, I sometimes just can't get my head around this idea of how Jesus prayed for us, how that Jesus saw us where we are today with all that's going on around us, that Jesus has prayed for us that we can walk in victory that we can live in victory remember when jesus dealt with peter and told peter that he was going to deny him you know he also told peter but i have prayed for you that your faith does not fail i think jesus is praying for us that our faith does not fail he's praying for us even now as we are in, involved in this bible study together hebrews chapter 7 important verses verse 24 through 27 but he because he continues forever has an unchangeable priesthood therefore listen to this therefore he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to god through him since he always lives to make intercession for them for such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy harmless undefiled separate from sinners and has become higher than the heavens, 
who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices for for his own sins and then for the people's. For he did this once for all when he offered up himself. Jesus offered up himself so that we could be set free from our sins. And he intercedes for us even now. He is interceding for us. Don't let the devil deceive you into believing that you're in this on your own. God is with you. Jesus is with you. He does not forsake you. Even when you screw up, even when you make huge mistakes, God still doesn't forsake you because he is with us until the end. And he's going to take us to the end. And we will be victorious. When it's all said and done, the victory is in the Lord's hands. See, there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for us. So purity is possible. It's practical. And it is a, gives us purpose. Sanctification sets us apart so we can serve God's purpose. Jesus sends us into the world. He was the one sent into the world. And now he has sent us into the world. We're sent to follow in his steps. We're sent to do his work. We're sent to be his hands and his feet to show his love to those around us. Jesus sanctified himself, completely set apart to fulfill the Father's will. Never hesitated, even to the death of the cross. Jesus is set apart so that he can set us apart. The example of Christ's prayer in the garden is important. When Jesus prayed, not my will, but your will be done. That is a prayer that each of us should remind ourselves of. Not my will, but your will be done. The will of God is more important than my will. I think that we need to recognize our need for God, for his help. Because without him, there's no way that we can survive. Without him, there's no way that we can walk in purity and holiness. But how can we cleanse our way? By taking heed to it according to God's word giving it all we've got, putting everything we have into this. You know, we should remember maybe the prayer of David in closing this this morning. Psalm 51, I love this psalm. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. God grant us to walk in purity so that we can be effective witnesses of his grace in this present world. You are of God. Don't let the devil lie to you. You are his. You belong to God. The enemy does not have power over you. You have power over him. For greater is he that lives in you than lives in the world. All right? That's it for today. May God bless you, each and every one. I pray, Father, that your blessing will be upon these men today. 
that you will bless their homes and their families. I pray for your protection. I ask you to surround us with your protection, with your love. Lord, help us to know that we're not in this alone, but that we are together. Not only are we together with you, but we're together with each other. So I pray your special blessing on the men of God that are listening to this broadcast today. I pray that you will continue to inspire us to go forth and to do your will in Jesus' name. Amen. I think possibly we'll start a series next week. I think I've been thinking about teaching through the book of Colossians. So I'll pray about that. You pray about it. And uh, we'll see how the Lord leads us. God bless. Goodbye.